Good evening. Welcome to the Stephen Knight Show. Hope you're having a great Monday. We're going to try our best to make it better for you tonight. Uh, we have a show full of the latest hot topics everyone's talking about. Of course, we're going to talk about the Grammys. Uh, and then we have a guest hot topic panelist, Brittany. She's back. She joined us last week. She's back to help us weigh in. So again, we're talking about the, um, the Grammy Awards. There are a lot of surprises, a lot of uh, upsets, and some uh, Jay-Z, he had a very impassioned speech. <laughs> as it relates to his wife, Beyonce, not winning or being nominated for Album of the Year. Even though she has 32 uh, Grammys, that's not enough for him. All right, and then um, actress A.O. Elderberry, she has apologized for making fun of J.Lo's career, saying that she has she can't sing and she's a fraud from a 2020 uh, podcast, and she ended up having to uh, see J.Lo at SNL over the weekend as she co-hosted and J-Lo was a, a musical artist. Find out how she apologized. Then Wendy Williams released the um, the trailer to her two-part documentary, Where is Wendy Williams? And has a lot of her fans concerned about her well-being. Candy Burst makes a big announcement on the red carpet, red carpet, Grammy red carpet, um, about her future with Atlanta Housewives of Atlanta. And then uh, Georgia prosecutor and Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis, she's in the hot seat. Find out why. One of my drove over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and of course our official website, thestephennightshow.com. Rather watch us go to our YouTube channel, The Stephen Knight Show. When we come back, the question of the day and hot topics. Right back after this. Every day we own that gangster shit we lie. Turn this shit up at the party for a vibe. She like the way that I move, she like the way that I dance Niggas don't know what to do, they say I came through with the gang So try to do what you trying to do, still got my gun in my hand Said she wanna take a prayer with me, got me feeling like the man Yeah, we in a party lit, we in a party lit, yeah We in a party lit, we in a party lit, yeah Sippin' Bacardi, bitch, we got the party lit, yeah And she my little party, bitch, she got the party lit, yeah She like the way that I move, the shit that I do, I'm drippin' designer And I don't know what to do, nah, must be the weed in the bottle After this party, she gettin' lit, after this party, hitting the crib After this party, sippin' Bacardi, she gon' retard it all on the neck I'm in my bag this Henny hit again I'm in here looking mad like we won't spin again Now they turn off the music to tell us chill again Then they play that dreams and nightmares and we get lit again. I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this So I had to grind like that to shine like this In a matter of time I spit on some locked up shit In the back of the paddy wagon cups locked on wrist I see my dreams unfold, uh Niggas ain't even know Me and down from the block, uh Poppin' them be moving slow, uh Get money you already know, uh. And we stay with the pose Get money to hit I got the antidote, no, no V, stay with the beans, money ain't even from streams the V, then we slide out the V, then we cop another V, no I do my dance on the bitch, the party we making it lit My niggas, they play with them sticks, move up, then we empty and close. She like the way that I move, she like the way that I dance Niggas don't know what to do, they say I came through with the gang So try to do what you try
trying to do Stuck out my gun in my hand Said she wanna take a perk with me Got me feeling like the man Yeah, we in a party lit We in a party lit, yeah We in a party lit, we in a party lit, yeah Sipping Bacardi, bitch We got the party lit, yeah And she my little party, bitch She got the party lit, yeah Money, power, and respect, no We get that back and then we go and get that check, no No, bitch, she on me and she wanna perk set, no We in the party, then we hopping on the jet, no uh-huh. Every day we on that gangsta shit, we lie Turn this shit up at the party for a vibe Just wanna make you happy, girl. Just wanna make you happy. 
big girl Just let it go, but live in the past, girl Cause all I wanna do is make you happy, girl Just wanna make you happy, girl Just wanna put a song in your face, girl Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Angie Stone, and you're listening to The Stephen Knight Show. Keep it locked. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. We have a show full of the hottest topics everyone's talking about. Of course, we got to talk about the Grammys. That's uh, what everyone is talking about. But remind you all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and of course, our official website, thestephennightshow.com, where you can uh, buy our merch. If you'd rather watch is go to our YouTube channel, The Stephen Knight Show, where you can comment and subscribe. Please make sure that you register to vote. We have a very important election this year. And I do not want to see that man back up in that White House. But uh, make sure you vote. Vote for who you, who you feel you need to vote for. But definitely vote. Um, quick announcement. So the Stephen I Show will appear February 7th on the new podcast release newsletter. It's a collaboration with Black Pod News and the Black Podcasting Awards. So um, Wednesday at 2.30 p.m. It'll be on blackblkpodnews.com. Um, and they have over... Um, 1900 subscribers and then they'll be, be out in their paid version that's a free version on wednesday but their paid version is sunday at 5 p.m you can go to blackpodawards.substack.com so shout out to them for recognizing us as you know it's black history month so today we are recognizing in our black history spotlight martin Di diago uh he is the only player inducted in the baseball hall of fame in the united states mexico and cuba the two-way star uh, played year-round across the Americas, seeing time at all nine positions, but excelling as a pitcher. And so, if you go on our social media, we highlight a black a black um, a, a black person in history, black history um, during the week. So check it out for more information. And as you know, we are on our mission to find our new female. Uh, co-host Linnea has been holding it down, but I think she needs some more estrogen with her uh, to bounce mm. off uh, me, me and Chike um, and Nair when he's here. So, um, but we, so we'll be having people uh, guest um, co-hosts during that time until we find who we think is right fit. We're not really in a rush, but just in a right fit. But Brittany, she came last week and killed it. And so we've asked her to come back again tonight. So Brittany, welcome back. Thank you for having me. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah, I got some good feedback on you, so you might know a little something. <laughs> I I am surprised. I am surprised. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. Well, family, how y'all doing? <laughs> she gave you back, Lania. How y'all? How y'all doing? Tired. <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> you know, dry January. I did dry January, and so this is my first weekend um, indulging. And definitely there's a difference. <laughs> there's a difference. Um, but I was productive. I was productive. 
Well, our question of the day is, is it okay for your significant other to accept a drink from a stranger at a social setting? So if like your partner is out at a bar and someone buys them a drink, is it okay for them to accept it? I'll start with you, Lania. Um, Jay and I just had this conversation last month and mm. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Like, uh, he would like, if, if he told me that he would be uncomfortable with that, yeah. um, if I'm by myself, then I would decline, but the flip side of that is when I go out with my friends and, and Chike can attest to this, when we go out, people buy us drinks. Yeah. So in that aspect, it's not like no one's trying to talk to me mm-hmm. in that aspect. It's like we buy drinks. Like if somebody buys us a drink, then we buy one back. Right. So, you know, it's, it. I don't, I think if I'm by myself, then no. Mm-hmm. I would say no, but in in like a social setting, when I with when I with my peoples, I I'm going to say that that happens mm-hmm. um, without you know because he's worried about you know somebody snatching me up. So. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> what about you, uh, Chike? What do you think? <laughs> it's so funny because I just heard this story about my mother and my father when they were dating. <laughs> huh. My dad was a piece of work, so from legend. I heard that um, my mom's a beautiful woman. And I'm not just saying it because it's my mom. Like, my mom was stunning. Like, so men would buy her drinks. But when my parents were dating, men would send drinks to my mom. But my dad would be in the house, too. And he would come over and drink them. (laughs) So it was okay with him (laughs) because he was getting drinks through my mom. And that was like like a, a, a... a flick off to the men that bought the drinks because how dare you buy her drinks? But you see me, I'm drinking this. Keep mm-hmm. sending them, and then he'd go away. Right. So my thing is, I leave it to the discretion of your partner. You know, you should be able to trust your partner to make the right decision and have proper discernment. Trust. Trust. Yeah. Brittany. I don't care. I mean, maybe because. I mean, it's just a drink to me. Like, I really don't care. As long as it don't go no further. Now, if she walking over, handing you the drink, putting the drink in your mouth, now we got a problem. But if it's just a drink, I really don't care. I mean, I expect you to get the drink. Let me have some. Like, I have been out where dudes have bought me and a dude I'm with a drink. And, mm-hmm. sent a, like, I just, it's a drink. Yeah. And free food. I take anything free. So if you want to do it, if you want to spend your money, I'm going to let you spend your money. But yeah, no numbers need to be passed. You don't have to introduce yourself. Just spend your money and keep it moving. Like yeah. I know um, um, when back when I was young and broke, I'd go out with Miss Parker and her friends and I'd be in my own little thing with my friend. And she would, guys would buy her drinks and she would give them to me. <laughs> They didn't know though, but um, <laughs> but um, you know, we've had this discussion on the show before. I went out to eat um Thursday. It was a friend of mine. She was in town um for her birthday, and so a bunch of us went out to eat. And her husband, that was my first time meeting him. He came in town Tuesday, and so we went out Thursday, and he paid for the whole table. And you know, mm. I was thinking, I felt like, oh, you should really contribute. You know, I, I felt, but 
that was actually cool. You know what I mean? It was cool that he paid for the whole table. But um, but yeah, the drink thing, I, I don't see a big deal. I think again, it's how you do it. Because I bought I bought drinks for girls and I wasn't really interested. I just saw them there, you know, and did or whatever. And um, I've had drinks bought for me from girls. <laughs> so I think it just depends. It just depends on the intention. But let us know on uh, Twitter, is it okay for your significant other to accept a drink from a stranger at a social setting? Stephen Ice Show, SHO. So here's some of the comments we got on Facebook. Someone said, I don't see a problem. A kind gesture is nice. My significant other should let the stranger know we're together. So there is no misunderstanding about the gesture. Um, one girl, Jennifer, she said, sure. Clarence said, heck yeah, frugality saves relationships. Uh, uh, Karen Barker said, I usually don't <laughs> just get me one. I get him one too. If someone offered him a drink, I'd like the same consideration. Um, Brandy said, just had another night and the gentleman bought both of us one. So I guess her and her her uh, husband, she's married. Um, Shayla said, people buy drinks all the time. I don't know why, but thanks. Uh, Karen said, I have no say I have to say yes, because if they're like me, I won't know anyway. Uh, Katie said, no problem. And Ebony said, I don't see a problem. So I guess most people don't have a problem with it. But let us know. All right. So last night was the Grammy Awards. And I uh, got a lot of great reviews. Um, some nostalgic appearances like Joni Mitchell. She won her 10th Grammy last night. Um, and that was her first time performing at the Grammys ever at the age of 80. And you know, she had a brain aneurysm, so she had to learn how to sing again and all that, but she performed. Billy Joel, he performed for the first time in a very long time. Dua Lipa, excuse me, she opened the show with a medley. Molly Cyrus, um, she did a charming performance of her song, Flowers. Uh, let's see, Taylor Swift made Grammy history. Um, and Jay-Z had a fiery speech. Um, but a seemingly shocked Taylor Swift uh, broke Grammy history last night, taking home our fourth album of the year award for Midnight, stepping um, out from the trio she left behind. Um, so Frank Sinatra, Stevie Wonder, and Paul Simon all had three um, album of the years, and she was in that group, and now she has four. Now, here's the thing. So Celine Dion, you know, she's had some health issues. She's dealing with um, standing, no, I'm sorry, dealing with um, battling stiff person syndrome. And her sister had been kind of really giving updates on her saying that she can't really control her body. And so she surprised everyone by making a, making a, a guest performance. And she introduced the award for album of the year. And people were saying that Taylor Swift kind of snubbed her because she came on stage. Of course, she was excited. She hugged everybody and didn't even look at Celine, but kind of just took the award <laughs> and, and just gave her a speech. But backstage, she did take a picture with Celine. Um, but um, a lot of people were saying that she kind of snubbed her, um, the fact that she came out there to, to give the award. But she said, but Celine said that when she said, I'm happy to be here, I really mean it. And she got a standing ovation. Tracy Chapman, she has not performed in a minute anywhere. Um, and I think they said in the last um, 15 years, maybe she's done a few performances. But her song, um, Fast Car, it came out in 1988. And um, Justin Combs, he's a country artist, he recorded it um, last year. And it, it was um, it was a country music award. It was um, nominated. And so she came and she um, she performed with them and she did an amazing job. Uh, 
Oprah was in the audience. She came out and did um, introduce Fantasia Barino. They did um, a tribute to Tina Turner, which she killed it. Um, and then they had a great section that, and I always get to say this wrong word wrong. What's it when they pass away? In memoriam. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, what's his name? Um, John Batiste and Ann Nesby killed it. Um, now, Annie Lennox, she performed a song um, paying homage to Sinead O'Connor. And then a performance, she said, artist for a ceasefire, peace to the world. She held her fist up, talking for a ceasefire in Gaza. But other than that, um, you know, it was a good show. I mean, I, I, I didn't, I had turned it on and then I got tired. And so I went to bed, but I did watch um, a lot of the clips today. Um, some of the feedback I heard was, although it was a great night for black women, women in general, a lot of the um, awards where black people won weren't televised. Like Killer Mike, he swept, swept for the rap categories. He won three, um, but it wasn't televised. Um, Kirk Franklin performed, it wasn't televised. Um, um, Coco Jones, she won um, her award. And so did, um, I can't think of her name. Mama, uh, you know, so anyway, um, she won, um, but it was a great, a great overall. But what do you think? Did you watch? I'll start with you, Chicken. Did you watch? What were your thoughts on the Grammy? So I watched it in pieces. Uh, I thought that it was okay. It wasn't super, you know, it wasn't like it used to be. Mm -hmm. And and that's the Grammys that I'm looking for, how it used to be. Yeah. And if you notice, if you've been paying attention, they're bringing the legends out to get the star power to get mm -hmm. people to watch. Yeah. Like, they, and, and not in a bad way, but they use Miss Joni Mitchell and they use Tracy Chapman. Yeah. You know, these are legends. You know, these are people that have already made their mark, iconic mark in the industry. I just don't think, and this is just my opinion, there's a component, and Stephen, maybe you can attest to this. There's a component missing in um, entertainment where they don't groom the artists anymore. Mm -hmm. There, there used to be a point where artists were groomed before they were released. So, therefore, their performances, for whatever it is that they were doing, were pristine because they were drilled and drilled and grilled and drilled and grilled and drilled before they actually came out. Mm -hmm. So, they were basically gearing them to be legends before they actually hit the stage. Now, and if you have a pretty face and you got followers and people are willing to put money behind you, you can be a star. Yeah. So you see the difference. So and I think the inside, inside industry people know, OK, if we want to bang. We need to get somebody here that the people already love and people already, you know, are invested in. Like your Joni Mitchell, your first time. Joni Mitchell is a legend. Mm. First time at the Grammys at 80. At Come 80. on. Yep. That's a sin. Mm -hmm. That's a sin. But anyway. Um, it was okay. Um, I want um, this whole Beyonce camp and Taylor Swift. I know Kanye was the first to dig in. Y'all need to stop. Just stop. Uh, I get it. But stop begging these people for your acceptance. Beyonce, you're a star. <laughs> you're a legend already. Yeah, You've been doing what you've been doing for quite some time. You don't have to prove anything to anybody. You're getting your change. You don't need their acknowledgement. You're already doing what you're doing. It kind of looks crazy that every time that an award comes up and we're begging and we're pleading for them, please like us, please like us. 
Stop. Look to your own, be satisfied with what you have, or maybe work harder. Because it looks crazy for us to constantly have the stage and constantly crying about this person has more words than me. Who? When did this ever come to be? We never used to do this. What they did back in the day, they stopped going to the Grammys. You didn't hear them crying and complaining. They boycotted. Mm-hmm. So it was okay. And I, can I just say, I watched the red carpet too. I was a little disappointed in the red carpet. It was a little sad this year. Well, you know, they, they said it was raining profusely out there um, on the red, you know, outside. It was. I'm not t- I'm not talking about the weather and I'm not talking about the red carpet setup. I'm talking about how people were dressed. Yeah. Do better. All right. Victoria Monet is the one that uh won. She won her uh first Grammy. Um let's talk about that, Lania. So Jay-Z, he uh, won the Impact Award. Um, um and you know, during his speech, he said that um you know, he didn't mention any names, but he talked about Beyonce saying how she has the most Grammys out of anyone. She has 32. And um, she has yet to win album of the year. Um, and she, and he, he said some people will leave today feeling like they snub. Some people probably don't do, um, belong in the category. Um, and then he said he apologized. He um, speaks his mind when he's, when he's nervous. Um, I heard an argument today while I was preparing for the show, someone said, why is why are they worried about that? She has 32 Grammys more than anybody. And they're all for different things. Well, not all, but a lot of them are different things. Um, and then, but one person said, if she deserves album of the year, it doesn't matter how many Grammys she has, she deserves what's just. And the last black woman to win uh, album of the year was Lauren Hill, Miss Education Lauren mm-hmm. Hill. And then the last um, black men were was outcast. So it's been years, decades. Um, so I, I see both points of the argument. You know, um, Renaissance, I don't even think it was nominated. You know, and we saw how big that record took off the tour and everything. And someone said today, Sonny Hostin said on The View, she said that America sometimes props up who they want to be the princess. Talking about Taylor Swift. She didn't say her name, but that's what we're talking about here. So... What's your thoughts on, and someone said, um, they talked about the boycott, Chike as well, but someone said, why would I boycott when I'm getting a prestigious award? That's when I should protest by speaking out and, and why everyone's looking at me. But what are your thoughts, Lanier? Um, I didn't watch it. What? I just, I don't have an interest. Yeah. Um, I did, I did see the clip of Jay-Z. I mean, he's speaking on behalf of his wife, <laughs> period. Um, for someone to have whether it's thirty two or thirty three um, Grammy awards, but never ever has she won album of the year. Mm-hmm. The year that Adele won, Adele said Beyonce should have won. Yeah. Um, we all know that there's politics to it. If you look at an old clip from India Irie, she talks about it on the Grammy carpet. Um, and you know, like a lot of our, what we might consider our faves have never even been considered, um, you know, for a Grammy. So I don't know who won. I don't know who lost. Um, I know I'm tired of Taylor Swift. Um, I don't listen to her music, but I'm not going to say what that is. I'm going to leave it right there. Um, and it is what it is. Like, you know, you can use that platform to say whatever it is you want to say, but I think the strongest thing that you can do is not even participate 
um, that's how your voice will be heard. Like, don't even, and I, this is to Chike's point, we, because we've been brought up in this system of that's what we have to, you know, subscribe to. And that's what we, we want to achieve those, those things, those platforms, because they're important. And then they're supposed to solidify us. No, you've been solidified time and time again because you've been doing this for so long and you have a following, you have a fan base, you have people who love you, who buy your music, who can't wait mm -hmm. until you have something that's getting ready to come out. Like that's the that's the validation there. But because we've been brought up in this in this system, in this structure, that this is what we have to attain to because this makes us X, Y, and Z nobody's going to stop going like no matter what you know what i mean like that's always going to be the thing to us uh, to to yeah. try to, to try to strive for like the oscars so. yeah yeah uh Brittany, what are your thoughts on this <laughs> um i love the fact that jay-z stood up for his wife i'm always gone right i am a beyonce fan so i cannot like deny that part of me i think that's just because we're from the same place but i also love her music and i think that a lot of her albums the people that beat her like one year it was big like yeah. of all people like and then it was just and the song like, and the album's the, called loser <laughs> yeah it was it was just like really bad upsets like it wasn't even stuff where you would be like okay i could kind of see how they might have beat her out so i think that that's kind of like a sting a little bit is like it wasn't even competition for Lemonade or the um, Single Ladies album and things that will always be classics. Um, I think that I drew kind of to Chike's point. I was kind of disappointed with the outfits. I did not watch it. <laughs> um, I don't think that the award show are like they used to be. Um, I remember we used to stay up all night. Mm -hmm just jamming the award show i think that the bet awards have gone down i think that the grammys have gone down the sorts awards are just the ghetto like i think that all award show have gotten away from giving good performances um the pageantry <laughs> absolutely and to chike's point like they got sexy red performing with no shoes on like it just be real ratchet it's, it's just not even good anymore so I definitely don't waste my time staying up watching for two to three hours I definitely think it's very political um that's why they said something about the Oscars you don't win until you play a slave movie or something like that like mm -hmm. I've heard critiques mm -hmm. with that and I think that it really it does do us a disservice but then when we do get platforms it gets very hood real quick and so I feel like there is nothing for us that holds some sort of regalness for us. And then I even think, I, I remember Beyonce and Jay-Z, they were boy, boycotting awards at one time. They weren't doing press. That's why they don't show up nowhere. And if they show up, they leave early. Like, it's just, you know, it's really hard to get us a platform that really makes a difference. Yeah, the grill. Can I bring up one more point, Stephen? Mm -hmm. Can I bring up one more point? Yeah. People also have to th remember and think about Jay Z and Beyonce together. Um, formed title, and what title did was 
their own streaming platform where they removed their stuff from all the other streaming platforms and they became their own entity. Do you think that the industry is not going to look at that and be like, what? How mm -hmm. dare you? Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. They've become somewhat sort of self-contained. So you, for you to be self-contained but still want acceptance from the outside world, that's a, that's kind of crazy Yeah. to me. Yeah. Chike, I subscribed to title just for Beyonce's album because you couldn't find it anywhere. <laughs> but the, but that's that's my whole point. If if the industry is looking at you and you have to be a part in order for you to be accepted and you separate yourself because you want to be separate from the rest, I'm not looking at them in a negative way for creating their own platform. Kudos to you. That's the move. Ownership is the move. However, mm -hmm. you can't do that and still want the outside world to accept you when you removed yourself from their platforms. That's how you're calculated to be a part of. If you remove yourself from it, you're not going to get the numbers in their world to be accepted in their world. You're going to get the numbers for your world, but not theirs. Yeah. Well, the Grigio Awards, they, um, those are very classic. They're new. Um, they celebrate black art. Um, and they're really, really, really nice. All right. So there's an actress, uh, A.O. Elderberry. Barry. She, so she was on a podcast back in 2020. And on the podcast, she was talking about J-Lo. She was saying her uh, career is fraudulent. She can't sing. And the fact that she thinks she can sing is a problem. And saying that she doesn't even sing her own tracks. And she was going on and on about it. Well, it leaked, I think, on Friday. And guess what? Sunday, her and J-Lo were appearing on SNL together. J-Lo was the, was the talent, the um, musical act. So... During the show, they didn't stray away from it. Um, they played a show, um, Why Did You Say It? It's like kind of like a um, Jeopardy skit where Kenan Thompson is the host. And they made reference to not talking about people for clout or and being mindful of what you say about people on podcasts and social media. And she mentioned that she was 24 and dumb at the time. Um, but J-Lo wasn't part of the skit. And, you know... That was just their way of addressing it. But a lot of people thought it was a good way of addressing it. Um, <laughs> I'll start with you, Lydia, because your face expression. What do you think about uh, having to kind of eat crow when you come in contact with this person years later in person? This would not have been a story if that, if that young woman had not just won an Emmy. Mm-hmm. So you're taken away from the fact that she just won an Emmy. Mm -hmm. Um, fresh off of it, the Emmys just happened. Yeah, and you go back to a conversation that was had a long time ago, and what she said is true. <laughs> it's true. I mean, J Lo can't say, but you know she's a part of part of that that group where as Chike said, she's a star. She's been she's been put on whatever pedestal and she's been made into a star and thrusted upon the American people. Um when before she was just Jenny from the block. So if that young woman had not won that Emmy, this mm. would not even be a conversation. That's true. Yeah. Um and I don't even know the context of that conversation when she did that. 
podcast because she ain't but that much older than what she was when she said it. Right. So, and I think she was asked a question, but you but know, the podcaster was acting her own, agreeing with her. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it, it's if she would not have won this Emmy and thrust it into the spotlight, this would not even be a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Brittany, what are your thoughts? Have you ever said anything about someone like me that you had to work with? <laughs> I, I have definitely said things that I had to kind of like eat a little humble pie. Right. But I mean, I'm a J-Lo fan of her movies. Yeah. And I thought we all was under the I thought we were all under the same impression that Diddy kind of made her music because I haven't really listened to her since she broke up with him. But I do like her movie on Netflix. She got the mother movie. I saw that. And then I saw that prostitute movie she did. And I mean, she's a good actress. Yeah. And I, so, I mean, but as far as her singing and stuff, like we all know Diddy was behind that force in the beginning. But like, Love Don't Cost the King, Ja Rule, mm. like all of that. So I haven't really listened to much of her music since those hits back in the day. But I mean, I do think that when you are in a certain limelight, you definitely have to be careful of things you say. Um, I know, like, navigating HR, we have to be politically correct. Like, mm -hmm. you just, you kind of do have to be mindful of the spaces that you're in and the people you may or may not come across because some doors are revolving. So, mm. that's true. Yeah. Chicken, what are your thoughts on all this? <laughs> so uh when you first of all I, I, i'm gonna give why i love j-lo i love her for her dancing that's why i fell in love with her mm -hmm. j-lo happened to be one of those people that had a package you look good you can dance i can sell you i love her acting i love her dancing musically eh my musical tastes tend to be a little bit more complicated than what J-Lo offers. However, she has a market. Kudos to her for having a market. I'm not going to disparage her career because she did whatever she did to get to wherever she is, and she's there. You can't take her away now. She's already there. However, and Lania can attest to this, we've had opinions about certain people. We've discussed certain people. At a certain point in my career, I didn't know that I was going to be sharing a room with certain people. We tend to run into some of the people that we talk about. Yeah. For, we do hot topics. Sometimes I run into some of those people that we do mm -hmm. hot topics about. Oh, I'm on the show. Yeah. Ten, yeah. yeah. You can either stand 10 toes down on what you said and own it. And that's my principle in life for me. I'm mm -hmm. not going to say anything behind your back that I wouldn't say to your face. Right. I may have an explanation for why I say what I said, but to quote the great Nene Leakes, I said what I said. Right. Yeah. Um, two things. So there is a song by called What Is Love by J-Lo. I don't know. She worked with Ronnie Jerkins that song. She sang on that song. Mm -hmm. I don't think she's a great singer. But on that song, she sang. I don't know if he pushed her. Check that song out. But also there was a clip that went, I think it was a couple years ago, she's singing with her daughter. You know, her children's dad is Mark Anthony who can sing. And they said that saying when your doctor sounds better than you, she's a little girl. But uh this. it's subjective. Like this, what we're talking about now is these are these are our opinions. Right. 
no, like we're not saying, oh, well, this is a fact. These are our opinions. And people are going back on their opinions when something is brought when something is brought to light or they said something and now they're backtracking. That's the part that I have an issue mm, with. Yeah. And that's indicative of the industry itself. Don't you know, backtrack. People, people will do what they can to be in certain rooms and to be accepted. I don't necessarily need for you to accept me when I'm telling my own truth. I need to accept me and I have to stand on my ten toes and look myself in the mirror. I said what I said. Yep. Well, the thing is she's heard it before because she said that she used to get um paranoid about her voice that they people saying she couldn't sing. But anyway, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Wendy Williams, uh trailer for her documentary comes out, has a lot of fans concerned. And Candy Burris makes a big announcement about Real Housewives in Atlanta. And we're going to talk about Fannie Willis, the Fulton District, uh, County District Attorney. We talked a little bit about that last week. Um, right back after this. Keep it locked.
P.A. Dre shit. Yeah. Just that soulful shit I be talking about, bro. Facts. P.A. Dre, what up? Let's get to it. Look. I'm out west, yelling Jersey like I'm close to home. Was on the block like Moses, this ain't Post Malone. We quoting poems that we never had to plagiarize. Step into Goliath till I bring him down to David's size. Her shaking fries are complimented if you talking beef. Penny per thought is even less when your talk is cheap. These subtleties are befuddled. Nigga, walk with me. Even when I got the pen sealed, they won't sharpen me. They tell the tales like these shits are really cautionary. The flow water, but really. I'll be off you fairies, nothing's arbitrary I put that on my mama's soul I'm a man before my sisters play my mama's role And I'm the cold, so don't stress where that diamond is Watching me maneuver like I'm a strong with the Heimlich is King of my city if you ask, but they saying them The man trying to give me the keys that I gave to him I play the win and told Lee I'm talking honest Plus I got a few bucks like I'm middle ten and Giannis the road was turbulent, I know it'd be a little bumpy I ain't Johnson, but this rap shit got me living comfy I get it monthly, like, what you in the sentence with? Rap niggas is goofy, they always on some friendly shit But turn your back and like, honor, yeah, they been a dick Fuck them though, let's appreciate this penmanship Let's appreciate this penmanship Yeah, talk to Hey, yo Hey, yo. One time for all of the soldiers who never folded and did what they were supposed to do. It's only your chosen few that I can show devotion to. It's hard not getting emotional, cause you stayed solid despite everything you was going through. Was the definition to show and prove. Can't believe you're gone, but I know it's true. So I sing your song in the vocal booth. I wanna be close to you, so I pour out some liquor in the cracks of the concrete where the roses bloom. You was my ace since the playground. Dreamt of running this rap shit. Giving the industry a shakedown Standing at your grave mound Feeling guilty cause shit's starting to shake now This ain't at all I was supposed to play out Just know your memory is well protected Really aggressive but when it comes to the similes I'm well respected Pouring my soul through a pencil tip If you listening, then I hope you appreciating the penmanship Yeah If you listening, then I hope you appreciating the penmanship. PC, what up? Let's appreciate this penmanship. Hey, this is Joy Star, and you're listening to the Stephen Knight Show. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. I want to remind you all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Of course, our official website, thestephennightshow.com. Check us out on our YouTube channel, Stephen Knight Show. So Wendy Williams has been keeping a very low profile as she continues to take care of her health. However, she has returned to the spotlight as Lifetime recently released a trailer for her upcoming two-part documentary, Where's Wendy Williams? The new doc sheds light on her personal struggles of the formal, former talk show host. The trailer showcases Williams' battles with addiction, health issues, and her court-ordered guardianship. As the public catches a glimpse of her hardships, concerns about her well-being and the guardianship system is, are raised. The documentary trailer offers a deeper look into William Williams' life, revealing her ongoing health issues and challenges she faces. 
Shots of Wendy's hints at uh, severity of her health concerns, including weight loss and cognitive awareness. Her family expresses their worries about her well-being, questioning the guardianship system that has been placed her under court-order care. Her son, Kevin Hunter Jr., voices his concerns, stating that his mother has been um, adept at hiding her, her struggles from the public eye. Of course, the unsettling moments from the trailer have left people even more concerned about the star. Breakfast Club host Charlamagne Tha God, who was also a close friend and former colleague of Wendy Williams, uh, shared his reaction to the trailer, expressing his confusion about the invasive nature of the documentary. As previously reported, Wendy Williams' departure from her talk show was prompted by her battles with addiction and Graves' disease. Following Wendy's departure from the top show, Sherry Shepard has taken over her um, time slot, eventually leading to the cancellation of Wendy's show. Wendy desires to return to television and revive her career is evident in the trailer, despite concerns expressed by her son, who believes she's already worked enough. The documentary leaves viewers pondering the future of Wendy Williams and potential obstacles she may face in reclaiming her place in the entertainment industry. As the documentary delves into her life, it also raises questions about the ethics of documenting such personal hardships uh, with the release of the full document document doc, documentary, excuse me, scheduled for February 24th and 25th. Audience a way to deeper understand of Wendy Williams' journey and her future in the entertainment industry. And if you haven't seen um, the the trailer, it's hard to watch. At one point, there's a whole bottle of alcohol and someone says, did you drink all this? And she says, put it down. Um, but she looks out of it, even when she, you know, you know, when they do documentaries or even like reality TV, they have the standout parts where they do the interviews and they're done up. When she mm -hmm. was done up to do that part, she didn't even look good. And she's saying how she has no money. She has no access to money. She wants to get back in the spotlight. But it really looks like she she really needs to take some time and really get the treatment she needs. Her dad is in there, and he seems concerned. Her son's concerned. Her sister's concerned. The only person I didn't see in this documentary was her brother. And, you know, he's been very, he had been very vocal on YouTube um, talking about her personal life. Um, but I haven't, we haven't heard from him a long time. Um, Chike, he said you want to see this. Tell us um your thoughts on on do you think do you think um shedding highlighting her struggles this as invasive as this documentary you think that is important? Do you think that'll help her? So whether you like her, hate her, however you feel about Wendy Williams, um you have to acknowledge the fact that she has a very unique career. No one has had a career like Wendy Williams. She climbed herself up from the bottom and she made it to the very top. And due to personal situations, you know, with her husband, um, you've seen her fall from grace. Wendy has had struggles with addiction and she's also had emotional issues. And I think partly because of her emotional issues and her personal issues, they kind of converged and it took a toll on her, especially, you know, think about you going through your regular stuff in life and then you still have to deal with work. But when your work is demanding as she had and your husband's doing what he's doing and you're in the public eye, it's going to take a toll. Plus you have an addictive um, tendencies. It, it was a, it was a powder keg. In, and it just happened. Um, sure, her fan base wants to see 
what's going on with her one and we all love a comeback right so the documentary is going to give us a glimpse into what's going on with her and maybe more answers as to why she is where she is but i think that wendy has reached heights that she knew that she could reach but maybe it's time for her to not be there anymore you don't she doesn't have what it takes to be in that space anymore and maybe that space is toxic at this point in time um i'm interested my advice is maybe you should go back to radio wendy just chill out still be able to do what you do creatively to keep your juices flowing but maybe you need to pull back from that height that you needed to be on and part part of it too is you know in in a situation with her husband the way that the paperwork was drawn up he can't receive what he wants to receive from her as long as she's not working and, and it's like a it's like a catch 22 so like as soon as she resumes and she gets back on her feet he's going to be nipping at her heels again and it's like a delicate dance that needs to be played to keep him boxed out so that he doesn't reap the benefits of her success. It's it's really weird. I, I hope they talk about that in the documentary. But yeah, I'm I'm curious. She had announced um a few years ago that she was gonna do a podcast and that never she even released a picture and everything, like you know, I guess what the cover art would be. And it never so came when out. stuff like that happens, Steven, normally the deal fell through. The deal didn't work out. Or maybe they probably say that and then she's they say no. She might not be healthy enough to do it because she looks horrible. On right. That. Right. Uh, Lania, what are your thoughts on this? The um, trailer was cringeworthy. It was. Um, I don't know who her guardian is, but it ain't none of her family. Mm -mm. So I don't know who her guardian is. Um, and they're all, except for the brother, they're all a part of this documentary so y'all getting something mm -hmm. y'all done signed up for it y'all talking mm -hmm. but if if you love me you really gonna have me out here looking crazy yeah. like this yes like if you really truly honestly love me and you want the best for me you gonna have me out here in these streets looking like that mm-hmm where people can like, like, it's like seeing when you, and I hate, you know, I hate looking, I, I look at the comments because I want to see what people are saying. And, you know, a lot of people were like, this is her karma. Regardless of what Wendy has done. You know what I mean? Like, you don't dictate what somebody's karma is. Mm -hmm. That's not for you to decide. And it's bad when you see people like, fall apart at the seams that we've grown up with and it's like who is really holding her down and it looks like nobody everybody just trying to get a piece of whatever they gonna get a piece of and I feel I feel sorry for her um but I know that people are gonna tune in because people want to know they want to see you know even if they feel like they're watching somebody's demise yeah, because, you know, she, remember she did the Lifetime movie on her life, and then she had, after the movie, she did a documentary did a documentary on her life, and she ain't look good in that either. She was crying the whole time. She was emotional. But this was right mm -hmm. after everything um, came out about her husband 
and his uh child and girlfriend and all this stuff but uh Brittany what, what are your thoughts um on this you think it's a good I idea I saw the I saw the Lifetime movie and I really enjoyed it it gave me more insight into her and like how hard she worked because before I just thought like she trolled people like not knowing like how hard she worked to even get on the radio to even and it made me appreciate her more um because I didn't have much like background information on her um it makes me wonder when I watch it like is there a contractual obligation as to why she had to do a part two like why would you just not leave it at the part one or like whose like lifestyle is she responsible for upkeeping because why is she still trying to work like you said, even in the behind the scenes after the movie, she was having to lift her feet up. Her feet were swelling. Like you could tell she- like that was like the onset of something. So it's just like, it's really, really sad to see her go out like this. And as far as like a life lesson for me, I see now why people be like, go out while you're still on top instead of going all the way down and then trying to redeem like, or like just like slumming your legacy kind of because it's like it doesn't look good for her it's more concerning and like you said at this point people are tuning in just to see what's going on with her and to wish her bad like just bow out gracefully while you're on top and while we all still have good memories of you so that's my opinion can i add this too i'm sorry steven something else for people to think about too she has a guardianship right so that means that her money is being monitored Perhaps this is a money grab from outside of the guardianship so right. that she can have some money so she can play around with or, or you know, manipulate on her own. Mm-hmm. This probably is a separate deal outside of her camp dealing with, you know, all of her finances the way that it was. Yeah. And, you know, she has to survive. So maybe she's doing this as, as a separate deal to stand independently. We don't know. We won't know. Yeah. I saw, I felt like that she can. I felt like it was a financial was obligation financial. or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've heard she had to move back to, she had to move to Florida. Um, she's left New York. She, um, you know, she sold her. Then when she got married, got divorced, she moved to that, um, their, her apartment in New York. She moved, sold that. Um, her son had to move out of his apartment that he was staying in because he goes to school in Miami. But he wasn't paying rent anyway. Like it was like he wasn't. He was like behind thousands of dollars. He wasn't even paying rent. So, so part of the situation is if people don't know, um, Wendy pretty much had to sacrifice a lot of her life to get out of that situation with her ex husband, mm-hmm. and uh, she was very focused on not being one of those women that paid men alimony. Yeah. She wasn't going to do that. Yeah. So she cut off her nose to spite her face. Mm-hmm. We wish you the best. Hmm. All right. All right. So um Candy was on the red carpet at the Grammys yesterday and she um I saw two clips. So one clip she said that she decided to take a break from Real Housewives of Atlanta. She said that they um had them sitting around too long to see because they were they were talking about <laughs> shaking things up in Atlanta um with the cast. And she said they were sitting around for too long and she had started working on some bigger projects that are coming soon that she's excited about. But another clip she said that um that she wanted to negotiate her deal and they wouldn't negotiate the money that she wanted. And that's why she stepped away. But Andy Cohen, he, um, and Candy posted this clip. Um, Andy Cohen was talking about her departure on um, his radio show 
today this morning and he said that um he was actually shocked um that she announced it on the red carpet but he said that was a good place to do it um but they had talked for a long time and um thought it'd be best he told her she could always come back and he really gave her a flower saying all that she contributed to the show on camera and, and off camera she said that he said that during 2020 um when there was a racial reckoning um she sent a letter to bravo telling them what they could do um to have a more diversity etc different um uh policies they could put in place and they said he said the majority of them they did do it um and she said he said that she would always call him with marketing um you know ideas for atlanta and um even when they didn't he didn't agree with her she would tell him you're making a mistake and he said a lot of times she was right um he said you got old lady gang from her you got um uh you know her team um and just everything that she brought to the show bolo uh all that um and so he said that he told her that she could always come back he said maybe in a year or two come back and she even said that she would leave the door open he also said that she does have other projects with bravo so she'll still be part of the brand just even she's not on camera but um and then he said he'll be making an announcement soon what's <clears throat> happening for Lana because there is going to be a shakeup. But they're saying that they're trying to, um, some people think they're trying to get rid of some of the OGs and bring in new people or even bring Portia back. Um, I'm sorry, Brittany, do you watch Real House Housewives of Atlanta? And what do you think about Candy? I do. I do. This is one of my favorite shows. I think it's time. I think, like, if you watched the last season, she was so busy with Escape and the yeah, SWV. Yeah. She was barely had time between that. Um, I know she was driven to get her EGOT. Um, I think she had everything but a Tony. Yeah. And so she was really big on, like, the plays. And then her husband, I think, was requiring like or not requiring but like requesting her to be more supportive of his dreams like and right. so she was trying to balance that the restaurants um they had a shooting at blaze it was so much going on in her life like that even when they were filming she was constantly getting into it with her cast members because she wasn't able to show up she wasn't able to support their things and do all it is or when she came she was late she didn't want to be bothered with no petty arguments about stuff. Like she, you could tell she was just really over it. So like we said, like knowing when to leave out on your high note, like I think that this is a good time for her to do everything else that she's trying to do. Cause we know Candy gonna go get a bag. And right. so she, she's a legend. Like, so I think this mm -hmm. is a good time for her to leave. I would love for Nene to come back, but I know that him, her and Andy got issues or Portia, but I don't know. Every time they try to bring somebody new, I don't never like the new people. <laughs> like, I have not found a new person there that I like it. So, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's hard for them to find a cast member that fits. I know Portia got into it with one of the new girls and stole a husband or something happened with that. And, and so, I just don't feel like they ever get the new cast members right. Like, it never meshes well with the group. Yeah. Some people talked about them getting rid of everybody and bringing them in all new faces. Uh, Lenny, I don't think you watch the show, but what are your thoughts? Because um, Candy's <laughs> been there since um, season two. So she's been there 14 seasons and now she says it's time for a break. Um, do you Could you see yourself being like on a show like that or, or being at a job that long and saying, okay, I can take a break? Especially if you have other things going on. You know damn well I don't watch reality shows. Um, <laughs> <our actress. laughs> that ain't my thing uh, but I 
say this. I know that Candy is like one of the original peaches. Mm -hmm. And even though I don't watch reality shows, I will say this. Candy, to me, is the only one that's out there getting this money. Yeah. Because she got all kinds of different ventures going on. So she's just, this is yeah, not her soul. Mm -hmm. This is not her soul thing. Candy got everything going on under the sun. Candy is always, always on her creating content. She's constantly working with, um, with, um, what's his name? Um, what's his name? Derek Blanks. Yeah. And mm -hmm. yeah. like she's constantly doing creative stuff with him. She's, she, you know, she got the, she got the Are bedroom. Candy. She got the, she yep. got the restaurants like mm -hmm. Candy got so much more stuff going on, I feel, than the other people. And that's without right. me watching and knowing whatever. They, but it's just out there. If other people have other things going on, I have no idea. But I see Candy. Right. Candy's just like, I need this money. But I will, something to what Brittany said, you've been able to tap into so many things you need to sew into your husband yeah. because he he's had her back. Mm -hmm. So she needs to, she really needs to put that energy into whatever it is he needs to do because you sold all the, you, you planted all these seeds and her harvest is amazing. Yeah. So it's time for her to sow into her husband. Mm -hmm. um, Cause that's, that's what you got to do in these relationships because you don't want a resentful partner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, good thing, you know, they had that movie come out on Peacock. Andy said on his, um, in his, when he was talking about Candy, how they actually, Peacock bought the movie, um, you know, and bought the rights. So that was Todd's project. So, um, mm -hmm. and he was saying that when he talked to Candy for hours the other day, it was with Todd. So, um, so Chike, what are your thoughts? So um, people are one because Atlanta used to be the number one show on, out of all the housewives. And now mm -hmm. it's not like they get hundreds of thousands of views um, when they're out. Um, do you think her leaving will hurt the show or do you think, what do you think they need to do with the cast? Well, with Candy goes her fan base. You know, Candy Candy has a huge fan base uh, from people. Some people may not know her from other than just the housewives, mm -hmm. you know, the younger generation, the, the children. And then you have the old heads who know her from Escape. Right, and then she has a whole nother set of people um, that probably just follow her due to all of her other things that she does as a businesswoman. Mm -hmm. So you know, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a dent, um, and Andy's gonna have to figure out what kind of star power he's gonna need to put on the show. <laughs> Listen, I'm not mad at Candy. Um, it needs to make dollars and cents. And in the scheme of all the stuff that she's doing, and I'm going to just put it out there. Reality TV doesn't pay much. People think it does. Yep. They floss a lot. But reality right. TV doesn't pay much. And in Candy's world, that's kind of chump change. And how it works is she probably gets paid, like most people doing episodic TV, you get paid per episode. Mm -hmm. So when she does it, she does it when she has a block of time when she's free. Mm-hmm. That's that's money coming in for per per episode. She doesn't have that time anymore. She's taking on other ventures, and I do know she's trying to complete her egot, like Brittany said. 
And then the other part of that is she is pouring into Todd and the next venture is film because mm. that's his world. So they're mm. going to be producing films together. Mm -hmm. I'm not mad at it. Andy got to figure it out. Mm -hmm. I don't know who they could get to be on the show. I would hope that they could create a new person and push them up to the top. But it looks like Kenya is going to probably get what she always wanted is to be the queen of mm -hmm. the housewives, at least for a little while, because she's Oh, I hope not. <laughs> she, she, she's the next in line. She's Chica, the next vet. Don't disappoint me. I like know, that. but she's the next vet. <laughs> yeah, she's the next one. She she's actually crazy. Did a, she's she actually crazy. did it. She did an interview and um they asked her about Nene come back. She said she thinks that is done because she sued Bravo. Um but she yes. said she's she says she's not against Nene come back. She thinks Nene's great for the show. But she said no, she I think Nene, Nene is scorched earth at this point. Yeah, like she's problematic. Yeah. Uh, I do, I do agree. Well, we'll see what happens. All right, last story. We gotta hurry up. Okay, so uh Georgia prosecutor and Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Lewis. Uh, Wilson, uh, Willis, excuse me, is in the hot seat. So per Rutgers, Fannie, um, who was who was trying former Donald, Donald President Donald Trump for uh, seeking to overturn his 2020 election defeat, acknowledged having a personal relationship with another lawyer on the criminal case. However, she denies the relationship tainted the prosecution. Reports uh, state reports state a court filing said claims that threatened threatened to up in her um, office's historic prosecution had no merit. Donald Trump and two co-defendants are seeking to disqualify Willis and dismiss the charges. They allege that Willis uh, benefit financially from um, the improper personal relationship with Nathan Wade, a lawyer she hired to help lead the investigation. In the filing, Willis said that her relationship with Wade did not give other prosecutor a personal or financial stake in the criminal case. He uh, said claims of co conflict of interest were based on fatistical uh, theories and rank speculation. Willis is fighting back and has asked the judge overseeing the case to deny attempts to remove her office from the case without holding a hearing which is scheduled for February 15th. Now, one thing I did find out is that she actually asked three other attorneys to take on this case and they all turned her down. One said that he did not want to have um, Secret Service the rest of his life. People were scared of um, MAGA, you know, they're scared of that. Um, but, you know, this, this, um, this uh, what's his name, uh, Nathan Wade, the rumors were that they were having an affair and they did, you know, he's gotten divorced, but they did unseal his, his divorce records because his wife apparently is the one that brought attention to this. She's a Republican. Um, but when they unseal the the documents from the divorce, she's not listed anywhere in there. Fanny isn't. So it really, and it was hundreds of pages. But I know we talked about this on the show last week. Linnea, um, what are your thoughts? That she acknowledged this. She, gave, she didn't she didn't say she anything. She love him some Fanny Chad. She can love him some Miss Willis. And he don't like you, he like Miss Bonita right now for color uh living color. Nobody better not ever say nothing about Miss Jenkins. Listen, <laughs> listen. Going into this, she knew you knew you knew you knew these people, these people are coming full force. 
anything that they can find, any reason that they can find, child, they're going to find it. Now, I don't know what her situation... Now, now, what was the man in the middle of the divorce or was it during... It was, it, if it was during his marriage, then it would have been mentioned in the divorce papers. Right. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Now, do, is that a conflict of interest? I don't know. Even though she asked other people and I don't know, but oh, that's rough. But yeah, like you can't be playing, especially with the situation that she's in now and the climate that we are in. You can't play with these people like that. Mm-hmm. Can't play with is she married? I don't think no. she's no. no. Okay. No. Um, but yeah, you can't <laughs> play with these people like that, girl. Girl. I I know she can't want to talk about it. <laughs> well, Chica, you, know, you can she, tell by the way he said no. <laughs> she had, she had not um she had not acknowledged these you know this conflict of interest um previous to this to the, her filing the doc, documentation which she had to do um but she did go to a church where she was speaking on it and she said that people expected her to throw in race when they've already thrown in race by digging into her mm-hmm. life or whatever. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? So, firstly, I want to shout out MVMO Podcast. Um, just one of my favorite people in, in the podcast world. If you want to know the timeline from like all the divorce stuff to now, check the MVMO Podcast out. She goes along with the timeline to prove to you where what was what. Okay, yep. I'm gonna leave that there. So. If people don't know about Mr. Wade Esquire, he is renowned. He's a gun for hire as far as legal services are concerned. He's been a judge. He's been a prosecutor. And he's badass. That's why Fonnie Willis hired him. And like to your point, Stephen, what you brought up. Other people were supposed to be a part of this, but they did not want to be a part of it because they didn't want that high profile of a case. Right. Attorney Willis knows, or excuse me, Madam DA Willis knows Mr. Wade, Attorney Wade. So you know, man. why wouldn't you hire somebody that you knew that was a, you know, a magnum gun who could deliver what you need delivered? So she hired him. Where she gets her vitamin D from is none of our business. None of our business. How does that take away from the fact that you tried to steal an election? How does that take away from the fact that you were criming? How does that take away from the facts that are the facts? What this lady does on the side has nothing to do with the facts on the table. Mm-hmm. The other thing is when you get paid by the state as the DA, you get it, you get a check for your office. The office pays its employees. My check from the Stephen Knight show has nothing to do with who I take out on a date with the money that I get from my employer. That's my business. No, it doesn't look good. Yes, there's a tax to be paid by every black person in this country. We have to go above and beyond. Right. Bare minimum. We have to go above and beyond. No, it doesn't look good. Yes, it's a bad look. But the facts are the facts. I don't think that it's going to hold out in a court. These people are reaching out, trying to do anything that they can to delay, 
to, to curve, to swerve, to smear, to do whatever they can to not pay the price for what they did. Mm -hmm. D.A. Willis, hold on, honey. It's going to be all right. <laughs> they said the worst thing could happen if she does get taken off the case is that it will just delay um, this trial. They said they said that um, DAs are like roaches. That's what they kind of used on the scene. They said that there's but that's always, what they want because the election is happening. But they'll say, oh, but it will happen after the election. Yeah, uh, Brittany, I know you you had thoughts on this last week before we knew she confirmed the relationship. Yeah, I completely agree with everybody else said with like Kike and Lania. Like it really has nothing to do with anything that's going on with Trump. Um, but as we all know, they are gonna search and find try to find stains. Um, even when I think like wasn't it Jesse Jackson trying to be the president, they went and pulled all of these people out of the woodworks that he was sleeping with and stuff like that. Like we just know that, that that's gonna happen. They like, I just feel like yeah, can we just take the life lesson and y'all stop having romantic work relationships? Like, let's just leave, like, find people somewhere else outside of the job. Like, it never works out. Like, every time I hear somebody banging somebody they work with, it always ends up bad. Like, <laughs> either wait till that person finds another job somewhere else. You're not managing them. Like, it just never, ever works out in your favor from what I've seen like but I do hope that she hangs in there this is a witch hunt and I mean we've seen it happen time and time again so mm. you know I just I feel bad that it has to be her but you know such is the course when you choose to you know partake in these things so I'm glad she came right. up front and clean with it so we could just move on from it yeah I we already know what happens in these situations. They're gonna dig, they're gonna dig, they're gonna dig. But um ho hopefully justice will still prevail. But we have to leave it there. Brittany, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank y'all for having me again. It was fun. <laughs> Lania, thank you. And Chicky, I'll see you move reviews right back after this.
Man, I have a spirit of fear, Lucy can't stop me. I've been running this race so long that why I keep my top down. Never my head, cause I can't wear the crown too low. Never gon' bow down. Everybody out and running games, so they pass on me. Seem like a op, When I came up, they were whooping, but we still on a leash People gon' talk down They gon' in love, cause I still serve the most high No, I won't stop now When I throw signs up, it's not what they said, dog. Know that for H town Roll with a warrant, try not to get caught, but I'm fly Still put the top down Love for the father, make kiss for the fans, yeah Can't switch on y'all now All these sinners walk with grace Pack your bags, follow me home Pray my seeds, turn out winners Keeping that lead when I'm long gone All of my fears can't hold me back Let go of those who did me wrong All of my fears won't hold me back What don't kill me made me strong Victory lap Outside like I'm sleeping in a bando Bobble on me, I've been feeling like Rambo Devil tryna hide, he ain't wearin' no camo Killing myself, got a ticket out the plan though Still on fire for the Lord, with a fan go? Heard them talking stupid, they cut the jet like a Van Gogh I've seen the crowd, let me cut the thing real low I've been looking up high when I feel low And we still outside with the can folks I was scraping both sides till the rim broke I was walking through church with the trench coat Sending my 10 sent through Venmo Lord said he'd be back, hit a memo That's a cross round my neck, not a crystal There's a Bible on me, not a Pack your bags, follow me home Pray my seeds, turn out winners Keeping that lead when I'm long gone All of my fears can't hold me back Let go of those who did me wrong All of my fears won't hold me back Cause what don't kill me made me strong You're on the air. Yo, what do you feel when you hear a record like T-Dot's new one? I love T-Dot's new record. Right. But don't you feel like that's him creating? 
attention, choosing to rock the boat. He's talking about white blessings, troubles with this nation, and not in those words. And he's talking about they want to silence him. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Adam, how's it going in D.C.? Uh, D.C.'s doing good, Stephen. You know, nice, beautiful weather. Um, can't complain. How about you guys? How's it going? It was a beautiful weekend here, except for yesterday. It's not raining, but beautiful Saturday. Um, I had a great weekend, so yeah. Dry January's over. Nice, nice. And Chica, we missed you last week, so hopefully you're feeling yeah. better and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Perfect. Well, let's go ahead and jump into movie reviews. Yeah. 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 So I'll kick us off. So I actually, so I was out of town uh, part of this weekend, so I didn't get a chance to go to the theaters, but I did catch up on the new streaming series, Mr. And Mrs. Smith. Mm -hmm. And this is a show that stars Donald Glover and Maya Erskine. And if you remember the movie with Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt back in 2005, it's kind of the same premise. So they're a couple, they're assassins, and they have to pretend to be married. And so I liked the movie. I thought the movie back then was pretty fun. And the premise here seemed to be kind of an interesting one in the sense that they're turning these this duo into a TV series. Uh, and I'll say this. Um, it's not what I expected. There's a little less action than I was hoping from a show like this. Uh, I think, you know... Uh, half of every episode probably focuses more on like, you know, they both get picked for this assignment. This is in the very first episode. And then they learn that they're married. And now it's like, how do they interact as a couple? Do they like each other? It, it kind of went into a little bit more of um, turning into that kind of romantic will they won't they? And how do the inter couples interact with each other in their relationship series, uh, which is fine if that's what you're looking for. Uh, but I did find myself, this is one of those shows I looked at the phone a lot of times because like, all right, these scenes are moving really slow and I, I want to get back to the action. And when they get to the action, the, you know, the spy stuff is pretty fun and enjoyable. And I will say this, I'm only three episodes in, maybe it gets better. Maybe it picks up. Uh, but for me, it was a miss. Uh, again, I wanted a little bit more for the premise and we got a little bit more of like a kind of romance drama, relationship drama type of series. Uh, but I will say this, Donald Glover does a great job. Maya Erskine does a great job. They have a lot of celebrity guests in the show. The acting's top notch. The cinematography is great. The shots are just uh, beautiful. They set up a lot of cool things. Uh, I just wanted a little more from this type of show. Interesting. I was very curious about that. So I was having a hard time seeing uh, Mr. Glover as an action star. So, you know, you kind of helped me out a little bit. I'm still going to check it out. But, you know, I was curious. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, give it a shot. Give it an episode or two and then you can let us know your thoughts. OK. Is that it for you? Yep. That's all I had time for. OK, so my first film is the Netflix documentary, The Greatest Night in Pop which is brought to us by Mr. Lionel Richie. And The Greatest Night in Pop is talking about um, the We Are the World single that was released by a gazillion <laughs> musicians uh, for USA for Africa to feed the, the starving in Africa. Um, there's a reason why this hasn't been done again 
because it was so hard to do, to get so much star power in a room to be able to create art together. As if you watch the documentary, you can see it was very hectic. Um, to the point in filming the documentary while you're watching it, you actually, well, I, I'm just going to speak for myself. I was actually getting pensive watching it, watching them deal with the organization and trying to manage this huge feat. They did it one night, it only could be one night only, and it was after the American Music Awards. And that Lionel Richie had to host. <laughs> yeah, Lionel Richie had to host. Uh -huh. I think Cindy Lauper performed. Uh, Sheila That's Lee why performed. they did it because everybody was in town for the award show. Right, but like it was well, some people weren't. Some people right. weren't in town. They were coming in town. You know, Dion Woodward yeah. said she got a call. You need yeah. to get here. And she was like, "Why?" Right. And they were like, "Well, we're doing something. We want you to be a part of it." Uh, they couldn't find Stevie Wonder for like the first couple of weeks of it. Like it was crazy, but it was it was a really good um, documentary. They did really well with behind the scenes. Um, I love the fact that Sheila E was raw. She was like, "Why am I here? Y'all just basically used me to try to Prince. Prince." And mm -hmm. Prince was like, "I don't want no parts of it unless I'm gonna be separate." Because Prince and I did run the understood Prince's disposition, but at the same time, I really wish he would have been a part of it. Like that would have been epic, and they wanted Prince and Michael in the same room. Yes, and that would have been legendary. It would have been epic, but it didn't but, turn out to be that but way. Remember how they were showing at the awards show how Prince would win an award, Michael win an award, and how they mm -hmm. was kind of like just a little few they had. Oh, so people that are younger than a certain age, you're not going to even understand like all the machinations surrounding this whole oh, event. Yeah. But it was huge. Like this record was huge around yeah. the world. It wasn't just like now and it didn't get like a whole bunch of spins and streaming it wasn't just like a phenomenon just for a moment this was like iconoclast it's still the biggest star biggest level star. stuff mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah it was a big deal yeah. and so to see behind the scenes i wish there was more um i think well, they didn't show the shady parts because they, i've <laughs> seen these on, online where one of the people were saying michael jackson looking at me like that ain't it <laughs> yeah, and they were showing the real calm version of Michael Jackson. But like, they didn't I, show, but they did not show the way he was really looking at them people when they were singing that song. He yes, was looking yes, yeah. People in their flat notes. But, Mike, and, but wasn't it good to see Michael and his element, how talented he, he is, and when he yeah. was giving them their parts and mm -hmm. oh, yeah. mm -hmm. hearing them work out the harmonies, trying yeah. to get the solos together. It was really good, especially if you're a musician and you're a recording musician, you're really going to like geek yeah. out on them. Who was the one that was drunk? I remember, his, I can't think of his name. Um, remember the one that was drank, drunk, he kept drinking oh. wine during... Uh, um, Al Jarrell. Would you mean you don't know who Al Jarrell is? Al Jarrell. No, Legendary I couldn't think. Al Jarrell. Yeah, I couldn't and, think and that was, that was a piece of dirt that we didn't know. Like, who knew no. that Al Jarrell was drunk? He was drunk. Messing up, and Al Jarreau was a consummate, you know, top Yeah, tier that's why I was shocked to see it. Yeah. But we all, people have their vices, you know? Yeah, and then Dionne Warwick kept getting feedback in her mic when she was trying yeah. to record. Yeah. Cindy, Cindy Lauper had too much jewelry on. You know, it was a lot. Yeah, they had to take the jewelry off because you, you can hear the next one. What's that noise? <laughs> people, Bob Dylan is a legend. Everybody was getting mad at him because they was expecting for him to come in and do this great thing, and he was just like, eh. But you know, I was glad. I was glad that they showed more of him because the clips that were going around prior to his documentary, they made mm -hmm. it seem like he was drugged out, and that's and he in other mm -hmm. words. Because you know, remember when they were always saying he was kind of, but they were saying that wasn't really his style. Right. But when they showed him doing his ad lib, you could tell he wasn't drugged out or anything. He he just 
that just wasn't his, his stuff. Yeah. And the fun part for me was um, when Ray Charles said he had to go to the bathroom and Stevie said, wanted to say, I'll take you. And yeah. then they walked off together and they were all joking around saying the blind leading the blind for real. Right. real. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Check it out. It was really nice. It was good. And um, what's his name? The boss. Um, what's his name? Who? Bruce Springsteen? Bruce Springsteen. He had just gotten off tour. His voice was, was um, tired, but he pushed mm -hmm. it out. He pushed yeah. it out. Yeah. It was nice. I, I appreciated that. I want to see more stuff like that. Yeah, that was good. It was good. To, and they were, they didn't leave till almost eight o'clock in the morning, the most of them that finished. Now, mind, they started at what time did it, like 12 ish, 12 a.m., yeah. 1 a.m., they started. Yeah. They didn't get out of there until the sun came up. But it wasn't nice when he said that um, at the end he heard Diana Ross talking and she had kind of crying a little bit and saying, I don't want this to be over. Because it yeah. really did have a good time, yeah. Yeah, and it was it, it, they knew that it was a moment when they were in it because yeah. that has never happened before, mm -hmm. to have so many recording artists in one space yeah. creating this monumental piece of art. So but it was sad that at the end when they were showing... Um, you know, condolences or the rest in peace of those that passed that were no longer alive. Yeah. Yeah. So there was that. And then I checked out uh, Crisis on Earth. Well, excuse me. Crisis on Infinite Earths by DC. So full length animated feature and film just released 2024. Um, and that was a purchase. It's not streaming on anywhere yet. It probably will be on Max at some point because DC uh, is housed on uh, Max. So look out for that if you're not going to purchase it separate. That was a great uh, animation uh, film. But DC doesn't do wrong with me when it comes to their animated movies. They tend to be on point, definitely um, more so than some of their live action movies. They don't fail when it comes to the animated. Uh, definitely check it out. This is a Flash-driven movie. Flash is the star because, you know, Flash controls... Um, their version of the metaverse. And so the storyline probably was touched on on one of the uh, DC series, because if you research it, you'll find that there's a series um, with those titles connected to it. They touch on it on the series, but this is a full animated film, part one. So part two is going to come out soon. And they do leave you with a, a great cliffhanger. So definitely check that out if you're into cartoons and you love animated films. It's one to watch. I also watch uh, the Marvel's release from Marvel. Uh, for time's sake, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to brush through it. Uh, Brie Larson, Tiana Paris, and Imani Vellani. Iman Vellani starring it. You know, uh, Iman was Ms. Marvel on the streaming service. Tiana Paris uh, plays Monica Rambeau, who is the daughter of Captain Marvel's best friend who becomes a superhero from the WandaVision show. I can't get into all the storylines because they're <laughs> all over the place, yep. but check out WandaVision. You'll learn about um, Monica Rambeau. She's the third Marvel hero. I particularly didn't care for this movie because <laughs> it's, it's the creation of more characters. If you know the comic book, you know that Ms. Marvel was one person Captain Marvel is the same person and she has her own storyline. But what they did was they broke that character up into three pieces. Why they did that, I don't know. I can't explain that, but I guess it's good for cinema. 
I didn't appreciate it as a Marvel fan, but you know, check it out. Wasn't my cup of tea. And uh, let me see. That's about it. I'm okay. still watching. I'm still watching True Detective. Nice on uh, Max, which is killer. And I started watching Percy uh, Jackson and the Olympians on Disney, which is good. And that's family entertainment. Everybody yeah, can watch that. I've heard good and it things. puts me in the mind of a Harry Potter, but with more um, superhero action. And yep. if you're Greek mythology, it's definitely a plus. So check that out. Awesome. Okay. Before I, before we go, I, I saw Rustin um, on Netflix. I didn't even know, realize it was on Netflix, but mm-hmm. I, I noticed it last week when I was watching the We Are the World thing. But um, so I watched it over the weekend, and it's um, it's Coleman Domingo, who's he's nominated for the Oscar for the, for this role. Jeffrey Wright's in the movie, and Chris Rock, and they're in serious roles. So it's mm-hmm. he is like an unknown person in civil rights uh, movement. Um, he was advisor to Martin Luther King Jr. They feel like that he was mostly kept out the limelight because he was an openly gay male, black male. And um, but he was behind the march um, on Washington. And so um, there were a lot of people in the movement, not even a lot, but there were people in the movement and even some of the black senators and, you know, high profile people who didn't want him to be the face of it because he was um, gay. But um, right before the march. um, So apparently he had been arrested for. a sexual act, about to commit a sexual act in in Sacramento, California. And that hit the news right before the march. And um, he was at, they were at the office and it was playing on the radio. And you could tell he was just like, oh God. And he ran out. And, you know, I thought this would be the end for him. And then he came back because it wasn't really about him. It was more about the purpose. But when he came back, the staff was working like nothing happened. And um, he was shocked that that was happening. And then Martin Luther King and some of the other um, prominent uh, men of the movement, they went on television and defended his honor because they were trying to say he's, he's um, you know, not a moral character and all, but they defend his honor and it made him emotional. It made me emotional though, because the, for people to support you, you know, at the time when the world's trying to bring you down, they even the fact that him and Martin Luther King, they for a minute had a bit of a fallout because they were trying to say Martin Luther King was gay um, to discredit the work he was doing. And so um, uh, Rustin left and they had words, but they ended up making up. But it was a really good movie. I like civil rights movies, but this was a really good movie. I did not know much about him. I had seen pictures of him, but, um, you know, in this movie, at least, he got all his flowers from the people who attended. Um, and they even, it was even one scene where JFK invited, the, they called the top, the 10, to come meet with him in the White House. And they said, well, well, Rustin should be part of this meeting. And he said, you know, I'd rather stick behind and clean up. And then he helped clean up, you know, from the march, and he wasn't part of that. But you can see Parvin wanted to be there, but he knew his place, I guess. But it was a really good movie. And again, so um, I'm, I'm sorry, me. Stephen, before you get off that real quick, do you know if, um, shout out to Mr. Domingo, he's from the area, shout out to him. Do you know if he produced that? Because that seems like a project that's kind of personal to him. 
Um, well, he said the character was personal to him because he's an openly gay man. Um, I saw him interviewing. I didn't even know about this movie until he was interviewing about Color Purple and he was mm-hmm. talking about this film. Um, but no, um, well, the production company was, no, he's not part of it. It's Higher Ground okay. Productions. Uh, George C. Wolf, he was um, the lead producer. And the okay. director was George C. Wolf. But he said that this character, because of that, um, you know, he was able to resonate in how important it was for him. But yeah, but um, it was seeing Chris Rock as a civil rights leader um, in a serious role, you know, it, it was good to see. But um, but it was a good, it was a good movie. I do encourage it because again, he's someone that we didn't know about, you know, a lot of us didn't know about. But um, anything coming down the pipeline, anything we should be on the lookout for? A uh, couple things for me. For first of all, I actually Rustin was on my list, and if I had more time, I would have seen it this weekend. So I'm glad mm-hmm. you got to see it, and I will add that to my review. And I'm the yeah. same as you. I didn't even realize it came out whenever it did back in November. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm glad it was good. Uh, the only other thing that's kind of on my list, and I've seen it, the trailer for it is, and I didn't even know this was coming out, but that Bob Marley One Love movie. Yeah. Uh, now yeah. I I. I never had like a Bob Marley phase. I never, I don't really know much about his story. Mm-hmm. Um, so this movie looks great, at least yeah. from my first impression for someone who doesn't know a lot about the history and what mm-hmm. he had to go through. But uh, yeah, yeah. The trailer really sold me on it. So that's on my radar. Yeah. I saw that when I went to go see American uh, fiction. fiction. Yeah. I, I saw it. Oh yeah. And by the way, my mom agrees with you on American fiction. Uh, she didn't like the ending. She wanted them to get together. Just like, thank you, mom. So yeah, she she said, "Oh, I liked it except for that ending." And uh-huh. the, the ending kind of sucked. I was like, "Oh yeah, well, you and Steven are on the same boat." So, <laughs> uh, mom, mom yeah, mom. I will. <laughs> Anything future good? Yeah, so there's a new series coming to Apple. Two two series. Um, one is already on there. Masters of the Air, Apple um, plus Apple TV Plus, and Palm Royal. I want to check those two series out. Uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm just started their 11th and final season. I want to check that out. I love Larry David. And I want to check out Ava DuVernay's Origins. I hear that's a great movie and um, it needs to be absorbed. I want to check it out. Yeah, I want to see that too. But they were talking on Larry David because apparently he beat up Elmo on like Today Show or something like that. And they were saying, (laughs) let me find out that he really is Curb Your Enthusiasm. (laughs) Yeah. Well, listen, guys, thank you as always for letting us know we spend our time and our money on. And uh, have a great week. And we'll be right back after this. Somewhere feels like everybody's watching you, and every little thing you do, every little way you move, something's not right. Could it be that I didn't fix my hair? Why would they even care about mine? I don't know why they keep looking my way. Who what could it be? Why they staring at me? I wish they'd turn away. Maybe it's cause you're nice. Maybe it's cause you're beautiful. Or maybe they're just too shy to let you know. 
from my perspective It's all subjective Beauty's in the eye of the beholder Take a look at your reflection And don't worry about perfection Love who's in the mirror and then hold her You should know why They keep looking your way And why they choose you again and again And cannot turn away Maybe it's cause you're nice Maybe it's cause you're beautiful Or maybe they're just too shy to let you know Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Now it's time to highlight our Black-owned business. We have DBS Sounds. Uh, music lovers could spend hours looking through the incredible selection of music, vinyl books, and other miscellaneous things at DB Sounds. And this is in Riverdale here in Atlanta, Georgia. There's a link in the bio of this video. I want to thank Brittany for co-hosting with us tonight. Have a great week, and we'll see you again next Monday. Good night. Everything's gonna be alright And when we get there I'ma see a pretty, pretty, pretty young thing I'ma ask her to take my hand And to the floor And we gon' dance And when we get there Best believe we're gonna do a two-step Ain't no drama in here, so don't stress Step to the right, then side to the left